What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. I'm better than you. Acknowledge me! I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. Well, ding dong, hello! Embrace the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at theringer.com, Mr. Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at the Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Uh, my guys, I, I want to break kayfabe here for a sec <laughs> and, and make a suggestion. Uh-huh. I, um, I think we need to do a prime taste test yes. uh, here on the sh- on the show at some point. Because uh, okay. I'm just saying, if we could do a Mountain Dew Pitch Black taste test, I think we need to do the prime one because uh, we have a current superstar <laughs> who was re-signed with WWE <laughs> and had prime prime placement <laughs> in oh, in that no. picture. And th- this is just obviously based off uh, some texts that we exchanged the other right. day uh, in the group text about the, the, our local CVS at, at Mania Hotel <laughs> just being stocked with Prime. Cal, you was. said there was a cutout? There was, was a, a, there was a, cutout? a gigantic... I, I was at the register and I turned around and I saw there was a Prime ad and then yeah, I, I did a double take because I looked up and it was... a. It, I don't even know if it was life-size. It was a gigantic Logan Paul in there, but they had to have it up on top of the shelves. I think the kids may have been trying to take it or something like that. But yeah, it, the, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sold out near me. Uh, apparently, they're three fifty a bottle, at least in the one spot. I don't know what they retail for normally, but uh, Prime's a hot ticket. I, is it is it bad for you? Like what is 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 it is it, it's like turned up Gatorade? Like what's what's the thing in Prime that makes it so hype? I I think it's more in the Gatorade realm. I do think that there's an energy drink 
lane for it as well. So I think there's two different kinds. So there's, uh, there's just the, the prime sports drink and then the prime energy drink, which are two different things. But I think we can, uh, that this is the point of the taste test. Like we just got to do it and figure yeah. all this out. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, will it make us jump across the ring like Logan Paul? <laughs> I'm ready to find out. <laughs> some, some prime time podcast and if it, if it does what it's supposed to do right we'll see, we'll see. it That's might be funny. our best podcast ever hell yeah we'll <laughs> after see. after chugging some prime <laughs> uh here but brian h waters you, you mentioned you found some i, I found some spot. yeah yeah it's um you know one of the markets in the hood that's uh you know very cost effective and it was less than two dollars. So less than two dollars. Oh. Yeah, less okay. than two dollars. I was surprised. Cal, you got to talk to your spot, man. You I was going to say they because pri- it's it's not the Walmart. It, it was a local spot. Are they price gouging because of the prime. <laughs> it could be, and, and maybe because people there might not be purchasing it. I don't know if there's a lot of wrestling fans that go into that store. Uh, me- but you know, I, I was like, I- let me try it. Um, but I didn't drink it yet. I thought we was doing it today. I was, I was like, okay. right, no, yeah, I, 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 again, it, it sold out. I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how to get, we don't want to get too meta and too YouTube here, but like I, my local Walmart also sells the chocolates from that guy, Mr. Beast. It's really weird seeing like okay. people mm. on YouTube just having tangible stuff you can cop in the store. I've never bought Mr. Beast chocolate. I don't know what that, that, that <laughs> right, right. supposed to be better. I don't know. But anyway, I, I did see a prime bottle. I, I, and I said this to both of you, a prime mm-hmm. bottle on sale on Facebook Marketplace, reselling, not for not for less than two dollars, not for three fifty, but for an even one hundred dollars. Uh, I have not I have not contacted this person, nor do I think they will receive any uh, correspondence for this bottle. But Wait, it was what, it was a wild scene. What makes a a, a a bottle an unopened bottle of prime? It was uh, it see, the the seal seemed to be intact, so I think it was an unopened, unopened one hundred dollar. Did he touch it? Like unclear. Uh, he seemed <sighs> to be holding it in his car, getting some some good lighting. <laughs> it's just a, it's just <laughs> here's my bot. Maybe maybe the maybe it's like my area. Maybe they they price gouge. Price it's scarce. You you can't get prime <laughs> anywhere. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, well, we'll see. We'll we'll do the taste test next week. We're we're aiming for next week, assuming yeah. Cal and I can find it. Brian, what flavor did you get so we can maybe uh, diversify here a little bit? Yeah. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry okay. lemonade. Strawberry I didn't lemonade. know they was doing all that. Mm-hmm. They, I know that they have a the the one that's in Logan Paul's picture is is blue raspberry. So I'm going to hunt that down. Both okay. in okay. both colors. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see we'll see what I come up with. But let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines, and you all know the deal. We've scoured the internet for some of the biggest and best headlines in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly will let their thoughts fly. First up, Dax Harwood says AEW could sell 50,000 tickets at All In for at Wembley Stadium if they book CM Punk and FTR versus The Elite. Probably. I mean, I... I I will say this. When I saw the announcement of Wembley Stadium, that being Tony Khan's announcement at Dynamite, and then they showed the image, the aerial shot that they have of Wembley Stadium. Like, yo, that's really Wembley damn stadium. Like, you're, they're, they're going to have to. Yeah. I, I don't know what CM Punk's situation is. As of right now, whatever CM Punk's doing is probably uh, close to wherever Phil Schneider's piece was from around All Out last year. Um, but it's, it's, if CM Punk is still around and you can make that match, 
you're probably going to have to make that match at all in because this is the first time they've been to the UK. I think I think you can't you can't screw this one up in terms of the marquee matches just to get everybody who's never been able to see them come into that 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 massive venue. Yeah, that's Brian H. Waters, right are you flying to uh, are you flying to Wembley for <laughs> for the six man tag? I mean. <laughs> I would <laughs> just to get Wembley Stadium off my bucket list. You know, that's uh, fair. They they brought that up on the Mass Man the other day. What's your wrestling bucket list? And Wembley Stadium is one of them. Wow. So I mean, it would be worth it. I'm not a big CM Punk guy, but I'm a huge fan of storytelling. And right. this right here, the story writes itself. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan if you just hear that two people had a fight and there was a dog involved and they. Got the dog out the way and somebody yep. busted down the door. That's enough to say, I want to tune in and watch. Indeed. Indeed. Am I? Uh-oh. I'm trying to think if I'm too jaded of a wrestling fan to be like. <laughs> Talk about it. I, I don't know if I'm flying to. Uh, like, I, So I've never been to the UK. It's, uh-huh. it's definitely some place I've wanted to go my entire life. Right. I don't know if uh, Punk FTR versus <laughs> the Elite in a six man is what's drawing me over there. Like I'm, I'm really booking the flight for, for, for because of the dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, but, but, but wait, but because, because again, I think like you're right, and I think if we were in, if we were in a situation where we were going to be at Wembley Stadium, I, I'd be very surprised if it was on my. You know, like I'm just making this quest to go out there by myself. <laughs> right. You know, there, there'd have to be a reason why I would need to be going over there. But uh, for someone, because I mean, again, I I don't know how long it takes to traverse the entire United Kingdom, but it's not that long. You, uh, maybe a okay. day. I don't know. But uh, from people on, at the top of the, the the UK to the bottom who've never, you know, CM Punk, FTR, the like, there's there's a there's going to be a lot of first times for people over there, especially mm-hmm. for AEW's right. only been around. So, um, the it, it's not it's it would not be cost effective for us to be just flying over to the UK for this. Uh, but if you are in the UK and you are an AEW fan, I could see that how how often are you going to be able to get that type of six man action? You know what I mean? Like you know, it, it, it's it's not a situation because. They're not going to have that match before. You know what I mean? Like, I think they would be trying to do the thing when they were supposed to get there. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if that is even in the realm of possibility what's, based off of CM Punk's situation. What's FTR's role in the beef, though? Is there? They, they just punk guys. I think, I think it's they're just... They're just punk guys, right? They okay. were punk guys during the... Like, they, they were aligned with him... Earlier into his 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 run with AEW, but I think it like Punk and Dax also had a match. Like I think, obviously, you know, there's a lot of Bret Hart guys in the room. They probably start you know chilling or whatever. But I think there's a <laughs> genuine connection between uh, okay. uh, at least Dax and Punk. But uh, yeah, they were they were spotted a few times, but they never really did a storyline like that too deep on AEW TV. But again, I like you said, it, it, it's not that hard to cook up. I'm fine with kind of seeing this match in some capacity. I, I just don't know if I'm down with or completely sold on the fact that this is like a big match or has a big match feel for Wembley Stadium. You right. know I mean? Especially like a six man. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 
I mean, you, you can go back to, you know, 97 with, with Canadian Stampede where, you know, they had that 10 man with, you know, the Heart Foundation and, uh, you know, Stone Cold and, and Legion of Doom and everybody in, in that match. And the, mm-hmm. that felt, but that, that felt like a big match because it was in Calgary. Just right? in Calgary, in Canada, family was there, yeah. There, yeah, there was like a whole home field advantage feel for Brett and the Heart Foundation. You know, this like, would need to be I in Chicago. S- right, this mm. need to be in Chicago or, or, or somewhere else. Like for Wembley, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather see like a Mox <laughs> Brian Danielson match, you know what I mean, for the title or something like that. Like I think that Ooh. obviously... MJF is the uh, is the champion right now, but yeah. again, I don't know if this is what all all due respect to to FTR and Dax and everything else, but this is not this is not getting me to traverse uh, to over to the UK <laughs> on that eight hour nine hour flight or whatever it is. But you also like if you look back at uh, SummerSlam '92, right? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, and Bret Hart that was the main event. But mm-hmm. right. the world championship match <gasps> was strong as well. Hogan Warrior. So yeah. you right, you gotta have, you know, you gotta have a secondary strong match, right? People mm-hmm. from Wembley Stadium, people from the UK are gonna watch it regardless. Because like you said, this a lot of first timers getting right. to go there. Right. But if you wanna mm-hmm. bring people and have people book flights, yeah, you gotta have some strong undercard matches. As you, well. you know, and and I mean, not for nothing, I mean the the you can't underestimate the British wrestling fan base either. I mean, I don't know how much you guys watch uh, WrestleMania and some of these other channels on like mm-hmm. YouTube, but at a certain point, your algorithm is going to get you to a video that is probably narrated by a British person. And you'll be like, that's not <laughs> that's how right. that's supposed to be said. But like, you know, there's so many different pages like that. So I, mm-hmm. I can only imagine, uh, you know, it, it, they would be enamored. You know what I mean? They they would they, they would be so in love with the idea of being able to get a six man match like that at Wembley State. So again, I think that it's like it's one of those things where you kind of have to look at it from their perspective and kind of see what would jazz them up. And and I think like Brian was saying, you know, on on, on a card like this, this because this is going to be an important card no matter who's on it. Just right. in mm-hmm. terms of having to get you know those bodies in the building, uh, I it. it Tony Khan probably has to stack the deck just to make sure that that building is sold out. Right. And that's, I don't want to disrespect, but it's like, I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't, you can't mess this up. I don't think you want to, you know, do a, a, a card that may be seen as lesser your first time going out there just because you don't want to look too, like you're doing too much, you know? Facts. Yeah. And I think they, the quick solve for this is just give anyone in this, in this six them, give them a British accent. For no reason, all of a sudden, and then it's a homecoming. You know just I mean? turns that, it up. Boom. I just solved it. You're welcome, just, TK. <laughs> problem solved. Next up on High Spot Headlines, Roman Reigns would like to main event WrestleMania with Seth freaking Rollins. Brian, you're, you're wearing the Bloodline shirt right now. Does, does, does this match entice you at all? Absolutely. Uh, this is the match I want to see. So, mm. a year ago, at WrestleMania weekend, David Shoemaker did the WWE access panels and he interviewed right. Seth and Becky the morning of night two. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. both of them were coming off losses. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Seth brought up was he was the last person to beat both Brock and Roman. 
or I should say score wins over them, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see this, I'm like, hmm. I've always had this match since April 3rd, 2022 in the back of my head. But it's got to be right. And I think that you could do this match at WrestleMania 40. Seth Rollins has always gone on record and said he's never been on the marquee of WrestleMania. As much as he's done, sure, he had the heist of the century that he only remembers from clips because he lived in the moment. But he's never been on the marquee of WrestleMania. This right here is your Hogan Savage of WrestleMania 5. Your top two stars in the ring. One that when you look at it from the future, like I said before, you're going to have your sports entertainers that love Roman and your diehard wrestling fans that love Seth Rollins. Let's have this collision course and make no mistake about it. The tribal chief goes over. It's one of those things where this, if you, t- if you want to do a, uh, what, what, what do they say on the timeline? Long-term booking. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the Seth Roman during the bloodline era, because I always go back to that white suit with the pain on it. Like he's been the Joker waiting to take this man out for a minute. Uh, the, the fact that they're both openly, you know, seeing to seeming to uh, acknowledge, no pun intended, that uh, this would be a great main event in Philadelphia for WrestleMania 40 is great. Um, I I. I'd be surprised if a Seth Rollins beat Roman. I it feels like Roman's in this era where uh he's he's gonna be he has to be teaching lessons to people. And uh I I I love Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been to that mountain quite a few times. He's 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 had some runs. Um I think that the match would be amazing, but I do think that uh the the successor for Roman is going to be somebody that it's 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 gonna that win is going to be important because they're it's like part of them on the come up to to taking over you know the for for the next chapter the WWE is what Roman said a while ago in a number of different spaces so uh, you know I I think it's eyeing who that may be and I don't think that's Rollins at this point because they that's his homie you know they 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 can they can Rollins may not have a, a, a almost thousand day run like you know Roman does but Rollins has got some stuff he's got some hardware and they, they can really you know match numbers at a certain point if they want to talk about number of accomplishments and things like that I mean the, the way that Rollins talks about it specifically you can tell he feels some kind of way just about having never really been the face of the company uh, even like again he's been world champ multiple times and his runs have been solid. His runs have been okay, but he's never gotten like the featured, uh, you know, even when he won the Rumble and then f- ended up facing Brock for, for the title. What was that? Thir- that was 35, right? Was that 35? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, they were the first match of the night, right? Mm-hmm. And it obviously, <laughs> I think this was coming down to, uh, and, you know, this is when the titles were separated. You know, Kofi Mania was in full swing and, you know, all the reports around that time were, you know, if Brock wasn't going to be on last, like he wanted to be on first so he could dip, right? Yeah, so yeah. he did that. He wins the title. And, you know, it's... I understand Seth wanting his moment in the sun and to be featured because he's he's consistently just putting on bangers of matches in big events too, right? I, I can't... I'm trying to 
after after 39, I was trying to rack my brain on when was the last time I saw a Seth PLE match and thought that was only okay. You know, like <laughs> right. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he's stolen the show every single time, but it's always like a really really good match. And, and there has to be I don't know if reward is the right word because again in in pro wrestling you're never really owed anything but mm-hmm. the dude is just on it you know what i mean right. and and so so is roman i mean i can't even remember the last time roman put on you know a match that was subpar but this would be something i would like to see at 40 for sure if it's not cody i, I do think in in some weird way we're just going to end up kind of being back uh w- with the cody thing and that's totally fine damn but I tried to figure out, you know, if not Cody, then who? I, I tried to play that game mm-hmm. after the three count, after uh, Brian H. Waters almost passed out uh, <laughs> on night two <laughs> of WrestleMania. And Seth Woo. was one of the first names that popped up right. uh, in, mm-hmm. in my head because I think, you know, he's the last person technically to beat Roman one-on-one. Uh, obviously, it was, it was in DQ fashion, but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely something I'd be interested in. And it seems like if they are, like they could put on a hell of a match. I, I, I really really think so so here we go. i mean and it's it's kind of again he's now firmly entrenched as a as a as a baby face yeah. right and that organic turn yeah. it's uh seems to be lining up but again I, I do think it's gonna end up being being cody last one here on high spot headlines ray mysterio wants to pitch a mask versus hair match versus his son dominic mysterio cal let's go I, 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 I probably said this on this very show before. I remember years ago, the idea was they wanted to do a Ray WrestleMania Guinness world record breaking thing with, you know, a stadium of people wearing, you know, a, a, a lucha mask. I forget what the specifics were, but it, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. I didn't think that was what they were going to try and do in Hollywood, but I figured that there was going to be some type of Lucha de Apuesta style uh, wager on the line in between Dom and Ray at Mania. Um, it obviously didn't need it, um, but I, it's it's part of it. Part of me saying that was he's going into the Hall of Fame. Maybe you know he wants to you know lose because I, I, I'm if he's pitching the match, I'm assuming we're going to get a Triple Mania. You know, if you've ever watched a, a, the, the end of an Apuestas match and the loser, they lose, they, if they got to get their hair cut, it's always seeing them get the hair cut. If they lose that mask, especially if they've been holding on to that mask for decades, they grab that mic. You know, I want to, they bring their family into the ring. Like it's, it's, it's a real <laughs> yeah. moment. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, similar to how Muda had to come to America to kind of acknowledge his WCW run with, you know, getting into the WWE Hall of Fame. For Ray, at this point, this may be the closest to something like that, like a, a real, like, genuine uh, uh, send-off, like you would see in, 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 in a loose ring in an arena in Mexico or something like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm all for this whenever. I don't know what the timing is. Uh, who knows how long this program is still going to happen. SummerSlam, who knows? But uh, it's... it's this year, next year, I don't know how much longer Ray's trying to be in the ring. Brian H. Waters, do you want to see a bald prison dom? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, you know, he got to be like his his alternative dad. He's got to rock the mullet. The, yes. the, long, rock the, the long rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, I can't see it. You know, we've seen bold Ray Mysterio. Well, mm-hmm. you know, 
if, if you know, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's time for the mask to come off, and it's time for, I mean, I've been on it. It's time for Rey Mysterio to retire, train for the past year and a half. And I think and this close. is the perfect way yeah. to do it. You know, and Cal brings up stadiums. I mean, what better way than Detroit, you know, for <laughs> SummerSlam? So you, you in this theoretical match, you both have Ray losing, 100%. giving up the mask. One hundred percent. Wow. I'm I mean, I, I think that's a hell of a way to be sent off by your mm-hmm. son with the with the mask on the line. I mean, that's the way. I mean, th- he went over at Mania, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I think most of us thought that Dom should have gone over. But I mean, this would be this would be a hell of a way to do it. Yeah, well, that, that's what it is, right? I mean, remember, there there was a choice. During a pandemic, there was a time where Rey Mysterio had, the, the talk was he had a choice. He could have went elsewhere or he could have re-signed with WWE. And, the, and the, the story was he re-signed with WWE specifically for Dom, the idea that he would be able to be there and and, and help usher Dom in. And it's not like it was going to be some, uh, I mean, Dom's far from a Nepo baby. You know, he's out there putting in the work. He's with the judgment day day at those house shows, just like everybody else has to day in, day out. Uh, so I, I would assume that at some point the end game is going to be, I'm going to lay down and, and, and take the loss for my son. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that could be a piece of his yeah. legacy going forward. I know there yeah. isn't many, but is Dom the best son? I, I, I guess we could say, you know, next generation wrestler that's going while their dad is still going at a high level. Like, you know, when they tried with David Flair, it just didn't work. Right, uh, right. And David Flair was so bland. But right. like, is Dom like that guy? Because most of the time you see, like, for instance, when Randy Orton wrestled, right? Mm-hmm. His dad was already retired, just coming Go back, on. making appearances. Right. But for his, both of them being on the road at the same time, is Dom the best? I mean, who, who, I guess right. who's the other comparison? I would, yeah, because, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mean, trying to think who off, else is there. Off rip, it's like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But who, Ivan and I'm Scott trying to think Husky. of the other parents. <laughs> 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 I can't think of too many, like, that's uh, how I many either. active father sons or, or, or mother Vincent daughters. Vincent Hornswoggle? <laughs> Vincent Hornswoggle's funny. Um, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I, certainly of the modern era. I was actually, you know, Nick Bond's my witness. We were having a conversation about this specifically about uh, Dom compared to some of the other, you know, you know, miscellaneous generation wrestlers, you know, especially of today. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got he's got a lot of time to, you know, get where people may think he needs to be in the ring. But as a performer, as a character, as understanding who he's supposed to be when he steps into that ring, he's he feels like he's head above shoulders uh, or head and, sh- head and shoulders above a lot of other people uh, when it comes to understanding who their character is as a uh, yeah. as a second generation or whatever generation person. There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because well, you've already subscribed to this wonderful Ringer Wrestling Show feed. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do just, you know, from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, 
Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, or Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What, we're going with the everything bagel expert himself <laughs> from Cheap Heat, the man simply known as Dip. Brian H. Waters, play the clip. Hogan shoved down I, I, your throats. This person getting... I don't feel like he was shoved down our throats as a kid. I, I feel like they did anoint him as the guy, but he, you saw him... The reason it, he wasn't You saw shoved. him in a big match once a, once a well, quarter. That's it. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, wasn't expecting a, uh, a Hulk Hogan uh, <laughs> hot take. So fresh after WrestleMania. Brian H. Waters, you're flexing. Super hard right now. You're, I know you're a big Hogan guy. Was Hulk Hogan not shoved down our throats as kids? In come the hate tweets. <laughs> I'm yeah. used to it. Yeah. At Brian at- H. Water. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> <sorry. laughs> um, You know, as somebody who was just getting into wrestling and who didn't watch comic books or didn't read comic books, didn't watch a lot of cartoons. He was my superhero. Mm-hmm. So shoved down the throat, maybe, but it worked. You know, like when there's the time when Roman was that superior baby face, I watched my son who was like four or five at the time, want all the Roman toys. I bought him the one of the glove gimmicks. So <laughs> He probably was, but at the same time, like, would you say LeBron James is shoved down people's throats? Would you say Steph Curry is shoved down people's throats? Like, he was responsible for carrying the company. He so did carry the company. We needed him, you know? We, as pro wrestling fans in 2023, definitely needed, what was, I'm look, trying to figure out, the 1,474-day uh, WWF World Heavyweight title run from... January of 84 to February of 88 that that's the rock and wrestling era that was Hogan laying down the foundation for uh now WrestleMania everything everything every it started it's everything from WWF started at that moment um I and I as a child who was watching pro wrestling watching uh uh rock and wrestling animated card like I the whole shebang I had the bandanas I remember when earthquake attacked him and I wrote a letter saying Hulk Hogan get better and I got a, <laughs> got a bracelet in the mail but like nice you, it, it's hard to deny ugh, ugh, future me is like you idiot but it's hard to deny like I can't look <laughs> at that and be like oh he was just popular like there there was there was a choice to go from Bob Backlund to Iron Sheik to Hulk Hogan. Like they, they knew what they were trying to do. And I think they were very deliberate in what they did. Um, it's probably not as, it's a, this isn't rose tinted glasses, but it probably looks a little different now than like the Cena stuff did. Cause I don't like Cena was shoved down people's throats. People, and, and that was the problem with Roman Reigns when he first started was a lot of people didn't like that. His, when he first started getting that push, it looked just like the Cena stuff that they hated not too long ago. Um, and, but I, even looking at it right now, it probably had a different jacket on it, but it's still the same thing. And it's still a, 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 a four year run. I mean, Hey, are y'all ready for, you know, this the, the Roman into next year? You know what I mean? That'll be, we're at a thousand days in under, you know, <laughs> two months, you know, we're, we're, we're making that very soon. 
I, I don't know how you can look at that and say Hogan wasn't shoved down anybody's throat. I mean, he definitely was. But to, but to Brian's point, it was probably necessary at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the, you know, the nine billion dollar company that WWE is today or whatever the valuation is now that Endeavor paid for is a result <laughs> of, you know, at, at the beginning of this rise them shoving Hogan down our throats, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the iconic stuff that they still play today, right? The 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 shirt rip. You Slam know, Andre. Sl- slamming Andre, which I've seen uh, probably more times than I think videos of my own children. Um, right. You know, it's, uh you know, eating your vitamins and, and saying your yeah, prayers, all saying that good stuff. Prayers. I, think, I think I ate vitamins solely because Hulk Hogan Hulk told Hogan me said to. so. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, if he said, if he's that jacked, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't need to do anything. But, so it's... um Damn liar. He definitely Sorry. was. But also, he was kind of the... Almost like, I want to say like blueprint for the face of the company that you need in, in a wrestling company, right? right. To, to kind of build around. I mean, look, what Roman is doing is obviously a little different. <laughs> you know, he's, he's kind of doing this from, from a heel perspective, but... Mm. It's 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 kind of the same same thing in that they're building a, everything around around Roman and, and you you know you can be upset or whatever about how long this this reign is or you know him beating Cody at thirty nine but it's kind of the same playbook just in uh, with a different spin on it um, and Hogan I, I think Greg brought this up on on cheap heat in, in response to. Dips take in that you know Hogan might not necessarily necessarily survive in today's professional wrestling fandom, which is true, right? Everything right. is mm-hmm. dissected, everything is criticized, uh, you know, and it's it's you know everyone has shorter attention spans for for what they enjoy, mm-hmm. and but the the eighties were just different, man. There were like three channels, uh, <laughs> you know, like right. it was. You, you, we didn't have access to all this content and 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 the the options that we have now. So you were kind of was he being shoved down our throat? Absolutely, but it was also some of the most compelling stuff that you'd see because the the options just just weren't there. So right. you know, it, it it definitely was uh, the, Hogan definitely was that guy. But again, it was kind of a uh, I don't want to say necessarily necessary evil because I think that's oh, no, a little extreme. I, 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 I would say that necessary needed. evil feels like the best. Anyway, I'm, let me shut up. Let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should. Uh, yeah, no, it's before we, we piss off Brian because we, we know <laughs> we know how much of a stand he is. Uh, and he's going to rip his shirt off and just come after us uh, before that happens. Let's uh, and we get into the, the rest of the show. Let's go take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. 
My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath, then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. And we are back. It's now time to welcome our special guest this week. He brings the knowledge, the takes, and of course, the stats to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the entire universe, Cheap Heat. He is Stat Guy Greg, SGG. Welcome to Wednesday Worldwide. How the hell are you? I'm great. Thanks for finally having me, man. I've been watching, waiting patiently for the official debut. I had a run in uh, during Mania weekend. But we're gonna call <laughs> That's this right. The, we're going to call this the official. The official <laughs> debut. Right. I had a They Said What a few weeks ago. Facts. Yeah. Um, for a, for a statement that everyone agrees with me on, except for you guys, <laughs> <laughs> everyone sorry. else agrees with me. Ev- everyone, we might need everyone. to look at the definition of everyone. But that's I, haven't fine. Seen, I haven't seen any any pushback on that comment. At Interesting. All. Interesting. Not a single. Not a <laughs> single. <laughs> we're we're the uh, we're the outliers to that, huh? That's interesting. Right. It's just us. We'll, we'll need to see the receipts on that, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. But it's it's funny you bring up. They said what Bef- because. Before we get into what we actually want to talk to you about, we just picked out another just dip classic for uh, for for they said what this week, and we had to get your thoughts on it because you were you were there in real time to react. But you've you've had some time to to kind of sit on it now. Um, you, you mentioned something along the lines of you know that that Hogan wouldn't necessarily survive as well in today's world of of professional wrestling in response to Dip saying that. Hogan wasn't shoved down our throats when we were kids. Now, now that you again, you've had some time to marinate on it. Does Dips Hogan take? Does it? Does it have any 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 merit, or are you doubling down? No, I mean that particular piece of the take, right? That Hogan wasn't shoved down our throats. I I feel like there was a lot of shoving going on when it yes. came to Hogan. A lot Indeed. of, sho- in, in fact, he set the blueprint. <laughs> for sort of shoving down down people's throats and then Brett up the ante a little bit when they finally got more weekly TV and, and showed up as like the fighting champion and you needed to see him every week whether it was a, a vignette or something but Hogan Hogan definitely I think set the blueprint at least on TV in terms of being like you know sort of shoved down shoved down our throats because if you look pre-Hogan you know Bruno mm-hmm. and some of those other guys they had like really competitive long matches they went hour long broadway sometimes they fought to a draw mm-hmm. you know the heels kept their things with the their, their titles with the champions advantage sometimes they took a count out sometimes they took a dq um but they really went over making their opponents look 
super strong, and then Hogan just sort of steamrolled everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that Mostly was kind of, everybody. Well, I mean, pretty much everybody. I mean, it, 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 he would get knocked down in the beginning, but by the time it was time to get in the match, you knew he was going to Hulk up and, right. and and do the thing. I can't think of any, you know, out, you know, Hulk Hogan Broadways. It was just like very much. He's going to get in. He's going to take a little beating for a little while. And then he was going to Hulk up. And that was it. Um, and so like all of the things that we complain about as fans really did like the shoving down our throats, the, the three moves of doom. A lot of the stuff we complain about, you know, is, is Hogan era stuff. Even, even when they tried to give him, you know, a little bit of leeway and say, well, he wasn't there every week. So he wasn't being shoved. Well, one, they had like an hour on Monday and then uh and then an hour on Saturdays. That was basically mm-hmm. like a rehash of some stuff going on. Um so there wasn't a lot of time for Hogan to pop up and, and sort of be on everything every week. But even then, if it was by today's standards, people would have also complained about that. They want to see Roman every week. They want to see Brock every week. Mm-hmm. If a champion's not there, whether they were advertised or not, you know, people people got upset. Um, so, yeah, I think I think today's fan would have taken a lot of issue with the way Hogan Hogan did things. That long title reign, the whole thing. Indeed. A lot, a lot is I think underselling it, <laughs> just just based on today's internet wrestling fan. Um, yeah, but and it says more about the fans too, because like. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. but then, then Hogan. But it's just like, if if you take that reign and try to do it again, mm-hmm. it, he would have been he would have been really fighting an uphill battle in terms right. of staying relevant and everything. Right. I mean, you you brought up Roman Reigns, and that's the actual reason we wanted to have you on the show today because uh, I I think on the pod here right now, I'm 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 here with three diehard members of the bloodline. The ones are up. Uh, the, the, there's video to this, so we'll, we'll, we'll throw this up. I'm, I'm actually terrified. I'm going to get jumped right now, just like, uh, just like Kevin Owens uh, on Monday. Uh, I, I want to have the Roman Reigns conversation because since some time has passed now, since he retained at Mania, and it's, it's, it's a little unclear on, on when we're going to see him next. Um, I saw some people on Twitter putting out some numbers, some stats, if you will, uh, that, that a few of you on this on this recording have co-signed. I saw it on Twitter. I have the receipts on how long it would take Roman to reach, you know, certain certain milestones and catch certain people's title reign lengths. And, and I'll read a few of them here. So to get to a thousand days, uh, he's got to get to May twenty seventh of this year. Guaranteed. To to Guaranteed. Eight, right. I want. Yeah. So as I read each number, is he going to get there? That, that, that's great. Pedro Morales. 1,028 days is June 24th, 2023. Done. Done? Okay. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying Bruno. to think of pay-per-views. June seems like it's 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 a lot. Yeah. Uh, Money Bruno San Martino. Right. Bruno San Martino, 1,238 days. That takes us to January 20th of 2024. Easily. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, okay. I, 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 again, who who's it going to be and when? Right. What? Let's just let's keep going. There's there's three more. Uh-huh. Real quick, SummerSlam don't scare y'all. No. Okay. At this point, <laughs> yeah, it, it might, if, it if some if SummerSlam is Cody Rhodes, I'm not scared at all. Mm. And it might not be, and it <laughs> might not be. They're probably deviating okay. from that. Hulk Hogan, 
1,475 days. That takes us to September 13th, 2024. Done. Damn, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Bob Backlund. Okay. Bob Backlund. 2,136 days. That takes us to July 6th, 2026. What? Done. Done? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, 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 okay. That's that three more to, years. That takes us to the final number on this on this chart, on this tweet. Mm. A, the second, or this is labeled as Bruno 2, a Bruno mm. San Martino, 2,804 days. That takes us to May 4th. 2028, five years from now. Greg? Out of there. <laughs> Damn. It's out of there. <laughs> okay. So now. And here's you, my you guys can see my face. There's not, I'm, it's, no, it's, this is not a doubt. This is not. There's we're going to run the video. We're going to run the video of this. This is. Gre- not Greg a is, doubt in my mind. He is strong in his conviction here. My question to you, SGG, after, after all of this, it, it, kind of a two parter here. One, when do you realistically think? Reigns' title reign ends. And two, in the extreme case that he does get to five years from now, May 4th, 2028, would you, are you really okay with him beating that title run and being champion for that long, five years from now? Yes. Uh, why? Yes. Every, all, all good things must come to an end, including his title reign, but also including that historic Bruno San Martino run that they're going to hold up and that they've been holding up and actually that they've missed the opportunity to hold up because of a grudge with Bruno mm-hmm. all this time as a as the iconic definitive um, championship run. Roman's a young guy. Roman's around my age. So if you if you solidify him as the definitive number one greatest of all time by all metrics, you have an ambassador that you can rely on for the next, because again, he's around my age. So he'll lose the title when he's around 42-ish. And then you have another 40 years (laughs) of the GOAT as your ambassador holding the title, not even holding the title, but just as someone that you can say, like, this is the guy, this is the face of the company not just the face of the company, but this is the guy that took the company to new heights. If the sale goes through with Endeavor, and and you know they they they're able to merge with the UFC, or, or oh, he's wow. the guy that you can trot out as like the the wrestler. He's he's the wrestler. No, that makes sense. I do, it, it, and this is this freestyle. I there was I didn't think about. There being a face of the WWE and I guess what we can call the Endeavor era. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about, I guess, I mean, say what you will about, you know, you want Roman to have the title or not. There's not many currently in that locker room who are doing what Roman's doing in terms of main event pro wrestling. Ask anybody who's been on the, on this feed. That 2.9 near fall is serious. That's yeah. serious business right there. <laughs> there you, you, you're... 
to to compare to some of these UFC events and everything that's going on, you're going to need a lot. And I think uh, Roman is one of those guys that can take them into that. But five years is amazing. I, I, I love that you have that much faith in my man. Listen, I interviewed Roman July of 2021, I want to say. And I asked him, who do you see as a threat do you in in this entire industry, not just in the company, to your title as somebody who can who can potentially take it off of you? And then he he laughed and then he said, There's nobody. This was this was <laughs> coming up on two years ago. There's nobody. I love it. I love it. And it what he said, you know, if you want to play the game and you need me to get an answer, it could be Drew. You can say Drew, but really, there's nobody that's on my level. And then in the two years that followed, there hasn't been anybody right. that's been on his level. Some people have gotten close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the number one spot is his as long as he wants it to be, like he said, two years ago. And then in that in the time since, Drew got close. Drew mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. Cody got close. Cody failed. <laughs> There's no doubt. I'm not doubting him. It doesn't well, look I, right with anybody else holding the goal. But currently, I, I, I think you're correct. And I, although I think that kind of goes into uh, some some recent news over the last couple of days, I feel like I saw first that uh, there was talk of uh, Seth Rollins putting out there that uh, in Philly, I would love to get that Roman Reigns match. And I think Roman Reigns pretty much said the same thing recently as well. They're, they're both kind of eyeing each other or they would they would be very interested in uh you know, that being a matchup for Roman's next opponent. Now, I want to know from you, SGG, Philly man, is that a match you're ready for at WrestleMania 40? Is is, is Rollins at the top of your list? And if not, who else would you like to see in the ring with Roman Reigns currently? I feel like, no, Rollins is not at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um you know, Roman, Roman's been there, done that. It was a great match. He lost via DQ. They mm-hmm. they probably do have some more magic that they could that they can make in the ring. But I mean, Cody as a rematch is a really interesting prospect. Um Bobby Lashley is also an you're, interesting prospect. At 40, at WrestleMania 40, you're saying. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Because like Bobby's a guy they can heat up real quick mm-hmm. and and just like you know, Bobby and Roman had a match before, but it was it was the big dog, Roman. It was headband Bobby. So this is this is just <laughs> gonna be different. You know what I mean? I think both Thanks, of them, yeah. both of them are on another level. I think if they put the machine behind it behind Bobby like they did with Cody, you mm. can you can set that up to be something that the fans are really gonna want to see, and it'll look great on a marquee. Um, and then again, Bobby's a guy who you could you could believe that he could take the title off of Roman if right. you weren't a believer like me and then you just know that Roman is gonna <laughs> do him like he did Facts. everybody. Facts. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with but you just stylistically, that. I think Bobby is, is very high at the top of the list. That makes sense. Wow. Stat guy Greg, man, as a fan and a friend, I've been following you for years. So, I know one thing that you are a diehard Bret Hart fan. Mm-hmm. And I know you've also been a fan of Roman Reigns since the beginning, before it was cool, I should say. 
What was it about him? Seeing that these guys are like kind of on different sides of the wrestling spectrum, what was it about Roman that drew you in? Roman can work, man. Like he always... So even in the beginning, right, when The Shield debuted, everybody had their moment where people thought they were the guy. Mm-hmm. And so when Roman got that moment, I feel like he stepped up and, and then they broke up the shield and obviously the company saw that as well, that the people were feeling Roman, which is why they went in his direction. Um, and people sort of turned on him. But, you know, the fact that the fact remains that if you check the tapes, Roman was the chosen guy in the shield. Roman was a guy that the fans loved. Like you just look, you think about that Philly rumble, right? Roman won that rumble. Fans booed him. But just the year before, he was the runner-up, and fans wanted him to win. Losing their minds. Right. They wanted him to win. Um, And then later on that year, he's back in Philly where he wins the world championship, and fans are behind him again. So Roman had sort of gone through a thing where, like, fans fucked with him, but then they pulled it back for reasons that I didn't understand. Because if you even look at the fast lane match with Daniel Bryan that happened after the Philly Rumble Mm. and going on to today... That's another streak that Roman has of just bangers and rewatchable matches with all people of all styles. You're talking about giants, high flyers, technical guys, and running with all of them with very, very, very few misses. And that was almost 10 years ago. So like, who if, if we love wrestling, right? And wrestling is great. It's very hard to say you're not a fan of this guy who, when the bell rings, could deliver and could deliver with anybody. And then mm-hmm. fans try to, you know, scapegoat and blame booking and blame this and blame that and these other things that are out of his control instead of giving him the credit for the thing that was in his control, which is that when the bell rings, he was not going to miss. It didn't matter who mm-hmm. was in the ring with them. It didn't matter if it was a tag match a multi-man match, a stipulation, any size, any length of time, on any stage, he was going to deliver with very, 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 very few exceptions. And that's what the company was seeing. And that's why he is in the position that he is today because he is a one of one mm-hmm. He's been a one of one and it's just, it's just that simple. It's just the way it is. Well, Greg... I know for a fact that we could sit here for another hour or so and talk Roman Reigns and the bloodline yeah, and easily, everything, but, but you've got things to do and we got to close out the show. And then speaking of closing out the show, I want to ask you, was there something on last night's NXT or that's coming up on Dynamite tonight that has your interest? And if so, why? So listen, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have not got a chance to go back and check last night's NXT, but I mm-hmm. did see and hear some Braun Breaker shenanigans went down at NXT and I'm curious in checking that out because mm-hmm. I already know who I already know who he went after. My man Mello. Facts. So I already know that that they're building something and I saw that Grayson Waller too became um number one contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that I'm looking forward to because that's a story that I definitely want to follow and make sure that that I'm paying attention to that. Cause Grayson Waller, he's a he's another guy that's sort of slept on right now, I feel like, but um, in the coming years, he's going to prove himself. I don't know if he's going to reach greatness on a different level. I don't know if he's going to become the GOAT, um, the greatest of all time, the one-of-one one that Roman Reigns is. 
Right. Those are those are heavy shoes to fill. But um, but yeah, no, Mellow, Braun, and Grayson Walla, I'm definitely, definitely need to tap into NXT and check and see what they're doing. Word. There we go. It's that guy, Greg. Thank you so much for joining us here on Wednesday Worldwide. Tell the people where they can find you on the socials and, you know, about anything else you got going on. At StatGuyGreg on Twitter, at StatGuyGreg on Instagram. And there's a super secret, well, not so secret, Cheap Heat Discord. Oh, that's right. That the people can find if they know how to find it. That's right. That's if, if you know, say. you know. If, if you, you know, know you know. Find, it's, not, <laughs> it's not hard to find. That's right. But you just got to know how to find it. You might you know, be able to find it right in this feed. I don't know, but big clue. That's a, that's a very uh, <laughs> huge clue. That's a Bray Wyatt uh, <laughs> right. QR code type clue right, right there. Right. Uh, SGG, you have the, the open invite to come on with us here whenever. And please just, just uh, we appreciate you supplying us with, with they said what content. So keep, please keep it up. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you again for coming on my guy. No, thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, and before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and we'll talk about one of them uh, more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? Well, I felt bad because the other day I uh, I was having a conversation with somebody and, and the name Kiana James came up and I hadn't realized I, I was like I totally randomly had like a random blind spot to, you know, what Kiana James has been doing. And then having her be in, in, in the tag match on the show that I was like, yeah, Cal, shut up and pay attention. I, I my, it was just, <laughs> j- just me making sure that I'm paying attention to everybody because Kiana James has been out there and, and, and I like seeing her do her thing. I want to see more of Kiana James on TV. There we go. Brian, what do you have? <laughs> Did I do it? Did I do it? That's one of them. Um, I'm sorry. But, you know, um, Grayson Waller, mm-hmm. this guy is money. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 one of my pit. That's what stood out to me. Mm-hmm. There we go. What did, what did they call that thing of him pouring a drink into his boot and then drinking it? Is that a shoesy? A, I- sh- a shoey. Shoey. But that's okay. a thing. That that's um the the Right. I forget the the MMA guys, it's the first time I saw they were doing yeah. shoeys after they would win. That shoey. That is a wow. Ne- I don't know never. if I could do that. I'm nah. not taking off my five fifty and pouring some some beer into it and j- no, 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 no. Especially after you've been active in them. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Nah. I'll give you a glass. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It doesn't make you any just sense. The shoe. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not putting it yep. back on. No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, for me, dude, heel Braun, kind of in, kind of <laughs> in like a you. lot. He's a, he was wearing, he was just decked out in all black, just just so we all were reminded that he's he's now a heel. He's and there? guys, he stopped yelling during his promos. He's just talking. <laughs> he's just talking to us. And uh, I, I love the little the little the little sprinkle of NXT titles cursed. Love that. And then yeah. the, uh, the massive spear that he hit. Just really excellent. And also, you know, the Grayson Waller uh, mellow program that's about to start is, is really looking good. Looking at tonight's Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Brian H. Waters, what do you got? I want to see what he got for us. Keith Lee versus Chris Jericho. Ooh, I, I want to see it. Um, I've been waiting for Keith Lee to really get going on AEW. Uh, he said on the Masked Man a few months ago 
he wants to be the first black AEW heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. You got to go Let's through go. Chris Jericho to get there. So I want to yeah. see what he bring tonight. That's where it starts. Absolutely. Cal, what do you have? Uh, looking at these matches, I think in, I, in, in looking at what's going to be what I think the best wrestled match is probably going to be that Orange Cassidy, uh, Buddy Matthews, AEW international title match. Buddy... Right. Buddy is a, don't sleep on Buddy. He may have got bounced out of WWE during a pandemic, but he's got a school and that man can work. So, uh, that could be, that could be the sleeper match of the night. Right. I, I also have Keith Lee, Jericho. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, that has a big match feel around it. And Facts. Keith Lee is, I've, I've been a Keith Lee stand for a long time. So just mm-hmm. kind of see him get this shine finally, uh, in AEW is going to be, and this is, if this is the path towards a, a title shot, Sign me up. Sign me the hell up. Guys, that is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on You Guessed It. Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at Cal Double Instagrams. At Brian H. Waters on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Cruise can... Oh, sorry. Uh, That's me. Going in three, two, and one. And uh, hit me at, at Cruise Control. It's Control with a K. Twitter, Instagram. And gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide! <laughs>